0: Podcast. My name is Hayden Loudenbeck, and this is Ancient Enigmas. What was the world before us, and who was it that inhabited it? From stories of Atlantis to Lemuria to stories of ancient Babylon and the amazing creations of ancient Egypt. What is the true story of human history, and who were the people that made it a reality? My name is Hayden Loudon and today I want to take you on a journey through the theories of my mind. Let me begin by saying that there was indefinitely a civilization that existed before ours that was of high technology. And it was of a technology that we today are unfamiliar with. It is a technology that is based on principles we have yet to understand. It is a technology that capitalized on the energetic properties of the Earth itself. And it was a technology that was more powerful than anything we can imagine today. The proof for this technology is all around us. Everywhere you go, the most ancient sites on the planet have obvious indications of high technology. Stone megaliths all over South America. Stone megaliths in Africa, in Turkey, in Europe, in North America. We have gigantic megaliths all over the planet, cut from extremely hard stones with complete precision. There are drill holes and cut marks in Africa, South America, and Europe that you can actually see striations within millimeters apart, which is a clear indication that whatever tool was used to make these cuts was of very high energy and was moving back and forth faster than any tool, any saw, any drill that we have today. It is important for us now to look at the facts in an objective point of view just as a third-person observer and not as someone with an agenda. So let me first analyze the facts fact is that there's ice core data that has been taken from the poles that shows the different eras of our planet. And about ten to 14,000 years ago, there is a clear cataclysmic event that rocked the entire planet. We see this all over the place. We can see this in the strata in Ethiopia. We can see it everywhere. Volcanoes went off. Holes in the earth were ripped open. Islands were sank. Entire deserts were flooded. Entire continents were engulfed in flames. A giant impact crater was recently discovered in Greenland that shows evidence of an impact that would have had cataclysmic results an impact that would have entirely vaporized the North American ice sheet causing all of the southern hemisphere to flood and the northern hemisphere to catch on fire If this were the case, anything in the southern hemisphere would immediately be covered with mud, and anything in the northern hemisphere would immediately be petrified, if not also covered in mud and soot from the extensive flooding that would be caused. So if there were any structures in North America or South America, they would either be vaporized and turned to dust, or covered in multiple feet of mud. Over time, they would appear to be nothing more than mounds. Now that we understand that there is probable evidence for a massive cataclysmic event that would have completely reset the world 10 to 14,000 years ago, we can start looking at everything that surrounds that event. One of the oldest civilizations we know of is the Sumerian civilization in the Indus Valley. The Sumerian civilization has a clear account of what is known as the Deluge, the Great Flood. Now, this account was eventually adopted by the Christian Bible. Names were rewritten, and the story was changed to fit the agenda of the the Christianity at the time. And it was renamed to the Flood of Noah. But the Sumerians told the deluge as it was. They explained of a civilization before that destroyed themselves and destroyed the planet, and caused everyone to reset. And we know that there are countless cultures all over the planet who talk about the exact same thing. They talk about a time before where the world was destroyed and they were forced to find a new home. Plato wrote in Timaeus and Criteus a story of a great city called Atlantis. He wrote in detail what the city would look like, how it was structured, the people that lived there, where it was located, and how it was destroyed. And he gave us a time frame, and the time frame was perfectly in between the 10 to 14,000 year range, exactly when we have the ice core data saying a cataclysm happened. So when we see evidence of a cataclysm actually happening 12,000 years ago, and then we read an ancient story about a city that was destroyed by that exact same cataclysm, isn't it only logical to assume that that story has some sort of merit? Unfortunately, the search for Atlantis has proven rather difficult. It is understood that Plato placed Atlantis right around the Straits of Gibraltar, which has given people the idea that it may exist somewhere around the Mediterranean. We found multiple underwater cities in the Mediterranean, and that has led people to believe that, for a fact, it must be there. But there are sunken cities all over the world. There are sunken cities in India, there are sunken cities in the Bahamas, sunken cities in South America, and sunken cities in Africa. So that is not a probable indication of Atlantis. However, if you go south of the Mediterranean, into the western Sahara, into a place known as Mauritania, you will discover a structure known as the Ricot Structure. The Great Eye of the Sahara. On Google Earth, you can see it plain as day sticking out right there in Mauritania, looking at you like it's staring into your soul. Just outside of the Recot structure is a small town called Odain. It isn't a very far drive from Odain to the Recot structure, and you can see multiple trails where the drive has been taken multiple times. And when you look in detail at the structure of Mauritania, you start to notice that it correlates perfectly with Plato's description of Atlantis. Now, when we look at what the Western Sahara looked like ten to 14,000 years ago, we notice the very interesting feature of an ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, bleeding in and covering most of what we know of today as the Western Sahara. And for some reason, when this cataclysmic event happened ten to 14,000 years ago, the climate of Africa changed, and it caused all of this water to recede, and it caused most of Africa to dry up and turn into a wasteland. And we know, from geological data on the RECOT structure, that it is a volcanic structure. And we know, thanks to a report done by some Canadian geologists, that 12 12 to 14,000 years ago, the RECOT structure was a lot higher than it is today, and actually some sort of cataclysmic event happened that caused the volcanic structure to collapse in on itself, which because of the way the ocean would have been at the time, would have caused the island of the RECOT structure to sink. Now, not only do we have the concentric rings, we have the understanding that it was an island 12,000 years ago, we have the correlation of its sinking with a cataclysm 12,000 years ago, but we also have the actual history of Mauritania that correlates directly with the history of Atlantis. Mauritania was ruled by a king named Atlas. And because of this, the mountains just north of Mauritania were named the Atlas Mountains. Now Atlas ruled over his own capital city and because it was named after him the capital city was named Atlantis and that is fact. So now we have multiple points of evidence pointing towards Atlantis actually existing in Mauritania to the exact description described by Plato in Timaeus and Critias. So now we have probable evidence for a civilization at least one civilization existing before the flood. So now we know that civilization didn't start in the Indus Valley, that instead the first actual city was Atlantis in Mauritania, ruled by King Atlas, and destroyed by a provable cataclysm that happened ten to fourteen thousand years ago. Something I think you'd find very interesting is a video on the Recod structure that is on the Loud Podcast Facebook page. In this video, I detail, using Google Earth, structures in the Rekha structure that dwarf the pyramids at Giza, and an actual outcropping of what appears to be a gigantic boat, which is settled perfectly in between the center island and the outer ring of what would have been Atlantis. Go and check that out at the Loud Podcast Facebook page, facebook.com loudpodcasts. Now, to continue the discussion into this ancient civilization that would have existed before the deluge, I would like to turn your attention from Africa to South America. South America is a very enigmatic continent. On this continent you will find grandier structures, temple complexes, and amazing artifacts that baffle scientists even today. It is important for us to understand, however, that the civilizations that we know the most about in South America cannot be the original creators of many of the megaliths found on the continent. For example, it is obvious that Cusco, Peru, was the capital of the Incan civilization. And it is pretty obvious that the Inca would have been able to create Cusco, Cusco was built using small stones held together using mortar. Sometimes, some walls were built without mortar. However, when we go to Pumapunku, Peru, we see stones that couldn't possibly be created with the technology available to the Incan people. We see stones that are made with laser precision. site of Pumapunku looks more like a demolished freeway than it does an ancient site. And when you look at sites like Pumapunku, you see amazing precision cut out of extremely hard stones. You question whether or not the history that we've been taught is the true history of humanity. And as we go around South America, we go to Oleontombo, we go to Lake Titicaca. We go to Tiwanaku. We notice megalithic structures created using huge stones. Extremely hard stones. That would be impossible for the ancients to cut, let alone move. The only explanation is that some other civilization with advanced architectural techniques created these megaliths in the distant past. This would explain why a lot of the megaliths that we see around these ancient sites are much, much older than the very primitive construction that we see done by the Inca, for example. on to a subject that is very commonly underappreciated, and that is the subject of earthworks. The earthworks in North and South America are amazing. Some of them can obviously be attributed to primitive societies such as the Mississippians or other Indian tribes of North America. However, On the subject of Cahokia mounds, we find gigantic earthworks placed on a floodplain in which every spring the water rose and would have washed away the topsoil. These gigantic earthworks were attributed to a society of peoples with extremely primitive technology. And it was said that large groups of these people would take large amounts of wicker baskets to move earth from one area and piling it in another, eventually, over decades, creating what is known now as Monk's Mound. This only doesn't make sense because of the fact that each spring it would have flooded in the area, causing all of the work the Native Americans did to wash away it would be frivolous to try to create earthworks in a floodplain. So the theory that I have is that Kokia Mounds, along with multiple mounds across the continents of North and South America, are actually ancient pyramidal structures that were destroyed and petrified by the Cataclysm and covered in mud by the Flood. So now, all we see today is a hill which covers a badly destroyed, eroded ancient structure. Structures that were created by the Antediluvians. The question still remains of who built these structures. We know that these structures are all over the planet, and they are obvious evidence of an ancient, high-tech civilization. But where is the evidence of the inhabitants? Where are the antediluvians? The best explanation for who built these megalithic structures lies in the history of the Americas. In North America, there have been countless reports of gigantic skeletons found ranging anywhere from 7 foot to 12 foot tall. Many of these skeletons exhibit insane anatomical anomalies. Some of these anomalies including but not limited to double rows of teeth, extra digits such as six fingers and six toes, elongated skulls, as well as many, many other enigmatic anomalies. Many of these skeletons exhibit genetic traits not common to the native peoples, such as the Paracas skeletons of Paracas, Peru. These ancient skeletons, average 7 to 12 foot tall, have gigantic eye sockets, Massive elongated skulls with more than double the cranial capacity of a modern human. And red curly hair. Red hair is not only rare, but almost entirely impossible to find in the Native American gene pool. The Paracas skeletons... Were actually DNA tested in 2015 and their DNA proved that they originated from Eurasia and not the continent of South America. This brings up many questions about why these people would have migrated and who actually originally inhabited South America. Was it these giant Eurasians or was it the native South Americans? These skeletons are often found in strata that shows their age 10,000 years plus. This puts these giant skeletons in the exact time frame of the cataclysm when these giant megalithic structures would have been destroyed. Is it possible that along with all these structures, all of the remains of the people that lived before were petrified by extreme temperatures and then covered in multiple feet of mud due to flooding. Is it possible that there is a conspiracy against the truth to our history? Let me first ask the question of why. Why? When there is so much evidence for this ancient antediluvian civilization, does modern academics ignore it? Why, when we have evidence of 12 foot tall elongated beings in South America, is it just pushed to the side and considered irrelevant? I think it's time we seriously start asking ourselves, why are we ignoring the true history of humanity? Is there something to hide? Is there something someone doesn't want us to know? More on that in future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ancient Enigmas, and if this is your first time on Loud Podcast, Welcome. Please find me on facebook.com slash loudpodcasts and share this episode with your friends and family. After all, what's knowledge worth if it's not shared?